This is Keyshawn Rains, the host of Working Title with Keyshawn Rains, where amazing things happen. A series of past the collection plate style conversations with a Creole, queer, femme, yogi, mom, coach, author, and of course, podcast host with a nomadic soul, a quirky sense of humor, and an activator of empowerment. These conversations are just a chance for me to speak on ways to be mindful in a mindless world. Stories are shared, folks are empowered, inspired, and impacted to be more phenomenal versions of themselves through simple conversations about complex like love, life, and the pursuit of being real. Thanks for listening. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Working Title. This is Keyshawn Rains, and I am your host. Today's conversation, Working on Energetic Healing, features a guest that I connected with through this app called Podmatch. It's a platform that connects podcast hosts and guests who have like ideas, aligned theories, common interests, and this is not an ad for them. However, I'm really impressed with the people that I've been connected with so far. Today's guest, Michelle Rose Kennedy, is a Reiki master, an Akashic Records guide, author, energy healer, yoga teacher, and mom. And I was privileged to have a chance to sit down and talk with her a little bit more about some of this woo-woo stuff like Reiki healing and energetic healing. And my intention is to be able to debunk some of the myths and open up the eyes of the skeptics to possibly consider leaning in to exploring some of these very healing modalities. So go ahead and get comfortable. Sit back, take a couple of long, deep cleansing breaths, and get ready for another conversation. We're going to just dive right in. I'm just going to start recording on this second device. And um, we're going to dive right in. I'm going to give you the mic and give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to the listeners and the viewers eventually and just tell us your name where you're from and what you stand for okay do you want me to give like the whole bio spiel of what whatever I do you like or? yeah take oh, up yeah? As okay. much, yeah take up as much space as you'd like <laughs> okay <laughs> go ahead whenever you're ready oh okay I thought you were gonna like say something first okay okay here we go Hi, I'm Michelle Rose Kennedy. I am an author. I am a Reiki master, an Akashic Record reader. Oh, we for a second and then we lost sound just a little bit. And my, my AirPod is <laughs> now okay. it's in, but it wasn't. No worries. No worries. We could try okay. again. It's all Sorry. Good. It's okay. okay. No, no apologies needed. This is technology. So yeah, I'm just going to let you take it away. Um, okay. I'll, after we're done, I, I go back and record a little bit of just me introducing you with using information from your bio and stuff like that. But yeah, this is just, you know, take up as much space as you like telling us, you know, who you are, where you're from and what you, what you stand okay. for. Hi, I'm Michelle Rose Kennedy. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I am an author. I am a Reiki master, an Akashic Record reader, 
a mindfulness and meditation facilitator, a yoga teacher, a mom, and I am happy to be here. I'm from New York State. I am from Long Island originally, lived in Brooklyn for many, many years, and I am currently housed in the Catskills. Um, I believe that everyone can benefit from energy healing, yoga, meditation, to be able to find their peace and their harmony from within. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to find it from out. And that is my philosophy, I guess. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm listening to the, the litany of things that you do and the list of practices that you do. And also the fact that you're a fellow mom, how did you find these practices? How did you get introduced to energy healing and yoga and these other holistic healing practices? How did you find them or how did they find you? Um, that last line is probably how it happened. It always is an accident. Um, I went to school, to college as an English major, expecting to be a writer, which my first book only got published this year. <laughs> but um, in college, I was working in a completely different industry, in the optical industry, and things just kind of went in this roundabout way. When my husband and I got engaged, we said, we're joining a gym. And that was where I was first introduced to yoga mm. and fell in love with it. We did our first class. He said, what do you think? And out of my mouth blurted, I am home. <laughs> and then stuck with that. It was the only exercise I stuck with ever. <laughs> and that yoga teacher said, Michelle, she just, we were having a conversation and she just kind of turned to me and said, you should study to be a yoga teacher. Mm. And at the time I did not feel worthy. I didn't feel good enough, all this stuff, but um, it just kind of came about in the right way. And I had heard about Reiki along the way, but thought it was too, a little too woo-woo in teacher training. Uh, one of the other um, students wanted to give uh, me a session. She was level two at the time, I believe. Mm -hmm. And she said, I was a healer. And I said, great, what do I do with that? Can you teach me? And she said, oh, I can't teach you yet. Mm -hmm. So I kind of dropped it, didn't think about it. And then when my husband got diagnosed with cancer, he started Reiki treatment mm -hmm. and it was working and helping him and he had less side effects. His tumor was shrinking before chemo even started. And that is not a claim that Reiki can make, but it was definitely helping him. And I said to that Reiki master, I need you to be my teacher. I have to do this. Mm -hmm. And I had to wait a while because she wasn't teaching at the time, mm -hmm. but, um, kind of came full circle because in my first ever hearing about Reiki, I thought it was weird and woo-woo. And I had to come around again to find it and be at the right mindset to accept it. Right. I, for those who don't know, maybe for someone who's listening, can you tell us a little bit about what Reiki is? Because you mentioned that it's woo-woo and I, my first exposure to it, I had a similar reaction like, okay, yoga I can get with, you know, I went to my first class when one of my sister friends said, Hey, you should come try this. You've got a lot going on. You seem super overwhelmed and you were athletic in high school. So it'll be a great fit for you. And my first class wasn't in a gym. It was in a, a bhakti yoga studio. So there was a lot of, you know, traditional spiritual elements to it. And within that class, 
the instructor mentioned Reiki and said that she was going to be going around the class while we were in Shavasana, this, you know, final pose and facilitating like mini Reiki sessions. And at first I was like, what is she talking about? I don't know if I, uh, okay. So would you tell us, Michelle, just, you know, in your, in your best definition for someone who's never heard of it before, what is Reiki and what can someone expect from it? I, I love this question and I have, I think perfected it over the years to people who do not know what it is and who may be skeptical like I was. We are all energetic beings living in this physical world in a body. And we all have the same energy. We all have the same elements of everything in the universe within us. So that energy sometimes gets gunked up with limiting beliefs, uh, emotional burden, grief, anger, fear, all this other stuff. So Reiki energy is the pure energy that we started with, mm -hmm. and it is everywhere in the universe. So a Reiki practitioner channels that energy through them, sends it to you, whether in person or across space and time. And that energy goes in and says, oh, this doesn't fit. This isn't right. This isn't what she is or he is or they are and, and clears away what is not of your highest good or of your true self. And it doesn't necessarily do that all in one shot, but it does the best that it can at that time, what you are able and willing to let go of. And it realigns and rebalances. And it is a very beautiful thing that gives peace and relaxation and calm, as well as many other health benefits over time. Mm, I like that. That's a great way of describing it because I know sometimes when people think about energetic practices or spiritual practices, they're concerned that the maybe the spiritual foundations of it might disrupt some of their other belief systems or, and there's a level of resistance, you know, that comes to it. And my first experience with having a full Reiki session was actually with one of my students who was a Reiki practitioner and I was teaching yoga classes regularly at the time. And it as her energetic exchange for the class, because she didn't have the ability to pay, she offered to do a Reiki session. And I was like, okay, cool. I had some exposure to it at that time. And it had kind of been explained to me as something that I could potentially benefit from as a person who struggled with anxiety, really high levels of anxiety. And my very first session, you know, I'm laying on this, what looked like a massage table and I'm prepared for touch. And the session begins and she's guiding me through my breathing and kind of getting into that relaxed meditative state. And I'm kind of laying there and I'm going through the experience. And by the end, I was like, I thought you were going to give me a massage. And she said, no, <laughs> that's not what Reiki is. So when we're speaking about it, it's a, it's a no touch, like you said, energetic uh, manipulation or channeling that happens between two people, whether in person or from a distance, which I think is pretty powerful when we think about it. Yeah, definitely. In fact, the funny thing is it used to be called hands-on healing, okay. but there's very little touch at all. I mean, sometimes in person uh, sessions, I will touch the head or shoulder um, or feet, but that's, that's pretty much it. It's mostly hands-off. <laughs> right. Which I mean, I, for me, actually, once I understood that that was normal, you know, to experience no touch or hands-off, it did give me a deeper sense of connection to the facilitator and the practitioner and also helped to kind of like wash away a little bit of the, the discomfort with the woo-woo, you know, element of it. So something else that you mentioned when you were sharing a lot of the practices is 
Akashic records. And this is something that I'm very, very new to. The first person who ever mentioned Akashic records guidance or reading to me was one of my good friends, Kayla. She's also a tarot practitioner. And I was, again, it was one of those like, okay, girl, now we're going real woo with this. How far into lay woo are we going? So can you tell us a little bit about what an Akashic record is and, and how guiding someone through understanding it can really benefit them? Yeah. So um, it's funny. I did not hear the, the phrase Akashic records until about five or six years ago. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, basically, we each and every one of us have a book of life. And, you know, there's there's animated movies about that. All of us have these records. You can think of it as a book or scrolls or this kind of um, like hard drive yeah. <laughs> up in the sky <laughs> but um so we all have the records of any past lives we've had mm. any karmic contracts we have coming here or karma we're carrying from a past life and also future potentials mm. so all of that is in our records and when when i started doing reiki i did not know that that was a separate thing mm. i had never heard of it it just always happened in my sessions that I would get flashes of images, hear things, see things, and share them with people. And my Reiki master, I was talking to her about a very particular um, client, and it was it was a strange session. So I wanted to tap into her and, and get her take on it. And Akashic Records, she said it. And she said, that's the Akashic Records, Michelle. And I'm like, okay note that down and look it up later <laughs> and then when i read it i said oh i've been doing that the whole time and then i started researching and found out that not a lot of reiki practitioners do that it doesn't come naturally to everyone um mm -hmm. and you can study it but it is you know so i take it as a gift in it and it assists me in my reiki work mm. i have never really thought about the idea that there was a, a record that projected my future experiences. I think I would think about, you know, past life experiences or what some people would call deja vu, or we have that moment where like, I've been here before, I've done this before, I've felt this before, or even sometimes in like really intense and lucid dreams, it really feels like, okay, am I, am I on another timeline right now? Like, where am I going in my subconscious? And so when I was first introduced to Akashic Records, and then thank you again for explaining it so well, the idea of accepting that there is a record, there's a, there's a scroll, there's a story essentially that each person carries with them that has past experiences on top of past experiences, what's happening now and what to expect in the future. For someone who's really a skeptic, which is not me, I'm, I'm into all the woo-woo stuff, um, but for someone who's maybe a skeptic who might be listening to this later, what's something that you can share to encourage them to explore some a practice like this? Sure. So um, the way it has helped people is that, um, well, a, a lot of the clients that I see suffer from anxiety, PTSD, some kind of trauma. Um, some people have horrific trauma from childhood. Mm -hmm. And so the Akashic records can guide the Reiki energy back to that event, mm -hmm. that traumatic event, and kind of unlock all the fear and pain of that inner child 
and help heal the wounds. We can't change the past. We can heal the wounds that are still affecting this, this wave of pain, hurt, fear to this person now and reconnect them with their inner child in a loving way instead of this fearful way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I would say that is the greatest gift that Akashic Records has given um, to people in the Reiki work that I've seen great strides for people that have trauma and some of them have been in therapy for, you know, many years. And I'm not dissing therapy because I think they go very well together. But it's something that therapy itself can't do unless like you're going to hypnotherapy or something, but um, that it helps reconnect that. And the beautiful thing about working with someone with Akashic Records rather than a hypnotist is you do not have to see it (laughs) over again or experience it again in order for it to heal, Mm. Um, which is really a beautiful thing. That's really powerful. When we think about, you know, traumas and and things that we've had to overcome or learn to cope with, or in some cases just completely repressed just to be able to get by, the idea of going back into the the traumatic moment can be frightening for people. So I like that this gives an opportunity to embrace and nurture the the inner child or the inner teenager or the inner, you know, maybe young adult, you know, who might have experienced a traumatic moment instead of putting themselves back fully into the experience on a visceral level and saying like, feel the feelings, feel the hurt, feel the pain, more so going back with the intention of nurturing, like as my current self going back to visit my child self with my, my current ability and awareness to, to cradle this child or embrace this child and offer them the loving support that they need to be able to heal feels good just to think about, you know, when we think about, I think about like, multiple timelines happening at the same time. Sometimes it feels like that that child is still kind of frolicking over here while I'm being a whole adult over here. So to be guided by a practitioner, like someone like yourself into that safe container to be able to revisit that child and, and give them whatever they need and have the benefit in my current state is pretty powerful work. So, I mean, one thing I love about the practice of Reiki and the inclusivity of Akashic Records guidance is that it's another level of healing that I agree can be used in tandem with traditional therapy. Um, One is not like a replacement for the other, but I definitely think, you know, integrating them together can be, can make a huge, huge difference in people's lives, especially at this stage where talking about mental health and talking about trauma is happening more openly then, I mean, I'm in my mid forties. I don't remember anybody talking about this stuff when I was in my twenties, you know? So have you noticed that? Have you, have you seen like more openness in, in, in the community at large when it comes to this? Yes, absolutely. And, and I am in my late forties. So, um, yeah. And you look amazing for your age. So <laughs> you look amazing period, but Thank I would not have guessed. <laughs> but you. yes, I mean, my kids are teenagers and they talk to their friends so casually about therapy and we just didn't. Um, and even now, like since COVID mm-hmm. people that have found me, it's not even just childhood stuff that's come up. It's past life stuff that is coming up and helping them move forward mm-hmm. or, realize their potential, realize their power, um, 
you know, awakening things of, of compassion and connection that are, are beyond what I've ever experienced with clients. It's just really, really a beautiful thing that is, that is going on in the world that we are in many ways waking up. Yes. And many agreed. I think that taking this, you know, the great pause that some people call it that we did last year when we were at, um, at the height of lockdown and everyone was kind of sheltering in, in place at home, it gave us for some an uninvited opportunity to really be with ourselves and be with our families. And for those who, you know, were in, in isolation, you know, by the alone, it gave them an opportunity to really reflect and there's things that came up even in like within my own immediate family, you know, relationships with siblings and relationships with parents that we'd kind of been able to kind of sidestep and not really deal with. I think that the quarantine period during COVID kind of made us face ourselves in a, in a really big way. So yeah, it's coming up yeah. in conversation. We, people are waking up. I think, I think we're ready. I feel like you know, it's the age of Aquarius. Like, I feel like it's just time, you know, it's just time. Absolutely. We've, we've done it the other way for so long. It's time to turn over a new leaf. So what are some, some practices that you have in place? Like maybe some of your personal practices that are part of your daily routine that help you stay ready to be a vessel for healing for others. So I do practice Reiki on myself daily. Oh, well, almost daily. There are a couple of days here and there that I don't, but there's always some kind of mindfulness practice. So whether it is affirmations or gratitude or just breathing, mm -hmm. that is a big part of, of my daily routine. Um, the physical aspect of yoga has, has fallen on the wayside a little bit. In the beginning of COVID, I was like on it and mm -hmm. then it kind of fell away. But um, nature is a huge 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 um grounding point for me i mean i go outside and i've been very being in the catskills i've been very mindful of the sky especially mm -hmm. at night and i'll bring my iphone out there the iphone 11 has the dark <laughs> mode that you can great do and i'll take a picture yeah. of the sky and then i'll just go in and bring the brightness down a little bit. And all of a sudden you see every star. Mm. Um, and it's just, it's incredible. Like mm. being able to feel like I'm part of this mm. has been very, very helpful to keep me sane. Cause in the beginning of COVID, it was so scary. And I've often said to people, nobody's getting out of this pandemic without therapy. <laughs> I agree. I agree wholeheartedly that even for those who, you know, I'm in Southern California and, you know, it was the wild, wild west out here for a little while. We were kind of loose with some of the mandates and whatnot. So there was still a lot going on, but um, I am grateful to live near the ocean. And so going outside and, you know, putting my feet in the sand and being able to touch the water is so it's grounding and it really, it's very soothing at the same time, just to feel that sense of connection. This past weekend, I got to go out to um, this area in San Diego County to this glass house kind of in the middle of nowhere. And I took, you know, three friends of mine and we just, you know, we're standing in the, on the dirt and like touching the rocks and touching the trees. And that connection to nature is often overlooked 
for the powerful, you know, benefits that it has for us. And my friend told me about something called earthing. Are you familiar with this, this concept of earthing? Okay. I had never really heard of it before. And so she was like, yeah, you know, just putting your feet, connecting with the earth, being able to feel the, the magnetic, you know, energetic connection that's happening between us and this planet is um something that's very simple. Like I like to ask people about what their daily routines are and how they take care of themselves. Cause a lot of times we think of self-care as these really lofty things that are expensive, time expensive, <laughs> money expensive, and it really doesn't have to be that, you know? So I like that you mentioned the connection with nature and something as simple as paying attention to the night sky as, as a way to kind of stay connected. So that's very beautiful. Yes. So um, I want to just mention though, yes, for like right city ahead. people, for mm -hmm. city people, sometimes they're like, well, what? Are, just like looking out your window sometimes, or I like to say, just go out and pay attention to the trees and what the trees look like in your neighborhood can be, or lean on a tree. Like you said, earthing. I think that trees are, are so underutilized the energy of trees, leaning on the tree. You don't have to hug a tree because you might look crazy. You can just lean on a tree and get the same rounding effect. Agreed. Yeah. I, I thank you for mentioning that. So yeah, we're not excluding folks who live in, in cities because that's part of the beauty of a city, even if it's at a park. You know, if you find your favorite park and there's a tree that you want to lean on or connect with, it's it's actually surprising how quick that relationship kind of just gets uh what's the word i'm looking for it kind of ignites a little bit more and when we're indoors too much i think our bodies kind of miss being out in nature time for a break time for a breather one thing that we often forget to do as we move throughout our lives throughout our day is to breathe. So I invite you right now to allow three deep intentional breaths to enter and exit your body. And by the time you're done, we will be ready to continue. Thank you so much for listening. What I wanted to ask you about is, um, I know before I interview any, any guests from my podcast, I send over a little questionnaire. And one of the questions I like to ask is, what is something about you that most people don't know? And you shared so openly, which I appreciate, that the journey that brought you to where you are today really came from overcoming a challenging childhood. And when I read that, I said to myself, okay, are all of us woo-woo practitioners just healing our inner child out here? Is that what we're all doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So are you still doing doing the work? This is something I like to ask practitioners. I know we're out here holding space for others and facilitating for others. Um, but would you, where would you say you are in your, in your own personal development, your own personal practices? What is that looking like for you? I, I like to say that I think we're always on the healing journey until we go back, you yeah. know, go back to being an energetic being. So as much, and, and you may have experienced this too over, especially during the great pause, there were a lot of moments of me saying, I thought I dealt with this already, <laughs> you know, and um, circling back. I like to say that we 
just like every, all of the planets, everything in the universe goes in circles and spirals. So we go around and around and we may have healed one level of it at this point, mm -hmm. but then we come all the way back around and it's like, oh, wanna look at this again? Cause there's some other stuff you could deal with and you're ready now. So I think there's always a little bit of stuff to work on. Mm -hmm. um, and I do agree, yes, I do believe that many of the woo-woo practitioners um, light workers, star seeds, whatever you like to call us, that we have had troublesome childhoods and, and lives because if you think of astrologically like Chiron, mm -hmm. that the healer needs to learn to heal themselves before they can heal others. Right. Agreed. Wholeheartedly agreed. I am, and I appreciate you for, for reminding us of that. Sometimes I find in certain, you know, conversations, people say, oh, well, you know, part of my moniker is, you know, the calm coach. And they say, well, are you always calm? What about if you get upset? And I said, yeah, I'm still human. Okay. I'm still in this body and this body comes with all sorts of emotions. So by no, you know, by no means are we, like you said, light workers, practitioners, healers, standing on platforms that say we've got it all figured out because I know that there's still so much for us to learn. And I love how you use that reminder of the, the cyclical nature of healing. It's not a linear experience. It's not just a straight line from, you know, trauma to healing or disruption to, you know, balance. There's, there's waves and curves and lines that go into that. So I, I appreciate that reminder. I want to know one of the questions that I asked also was, um, and this is kind of a fun getting to know a little bit more about Michelle. We're going to switch gears just a little bit. Something I, I like is when people who listen to this podcast or view the podcast get to say, wow, okay, so she's a Reiki practitioner and she's an Akashic Records guide and she's a yoga teacher and she's also a real person as well. <laughs> so I want to ask you, Michelle, if you could reside anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? So I, I, my, my gut answer right now, and I have never been is Hawaii mm. because, um, when I was watching Sesame street as a little girl, I saw Don Ho and the whole Hawaii little thing that they did. And I felt very drawn to it. Always have. I remember in elementary school, I, uh, we had to do, you had to write about a state and I was like right away, Hawaii. And I did all my history and wrote to the chamber of commerce and got the maps and the pictures. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. And it's just it's been calling me my entire life. I haven't gotten there yet, but I feel like part of the reason is because whenever I get there, I may not want to leave. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's on my list. Um, my partner and I were planning to go to Hawaii last year. Our trip was planned for the week before lockdown. And so we didn't go. Um, she's been and absolutely loves it. So yeah, I agree. I was thinking to myself, well, Michelle, when you do finally go, that might be your new address. You might not be, <laughs> the cat skills might be in the rear view mirror at that point. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my next question for you is, um, if you woke up tomorrow morning with an extra $100 million in your bank account, what is the first thing that you would do? <sighs> the very first thing I would do, <laughs> the practical Virgo rising, well, no, Virgo moon that I have is pay off all my debt. 
I hear you. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to carry that stuff anymore. If we get that kind of money. Um, do you want the follow up? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So we paid off the debts. We did the responsible thing. Now, now, now what's next? Um, I would, I would really like to continue doing this work. I would like to start a wellness center. Um, women centric. Mm-hmm. Sorry guys, but I would like to support and empower women. The divine feminine is coming in. When the golden age comes, we are all going to need it, men and women. So it won't be completely exclusive, but for now, women need the support to recognize their power, their worth in all ways. So having therapists there, having Reiki practitioners, having massage therapists there, having all kinds of women-centric, women-empowering kind of aspects within a wellness center. Mm. In Hawaii, maybe. In Hawaii, of course, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like Hawaii in New York and California. In Hawaii in New York and California, everywhere we can go. Oh, I love that. That's such a beautiful, such a beautiful vision. You know, I think I think those of us who do this work have such a sense of alignment in what our our goals are, our intentions, our visions. And I'm, I've had a chance to talk to so many different people, primarily women in the last you know, 12 months who have this, this understanding of almost a duty to make sure that we're preparing each other and ourselves for what's, what's to come as this divine feminine season era starts to kind of carve its way in so that we can really hold one another up and stand for one another and support one another. So I appreciate that. That's a, that's a beautiful vision. So the next thing I like to do on the podcast is to play a little game. Um, It's called complete the sentence. So I'm going to give you a sentence prompt and you can complete it, take up as much or as little space as you'd like with your, with your responses. The first one is I am happiest when. Oh, that one is a tough one. Why is that so tough? (laughs) (laughs) oh I am happiest when my family is peaceful Mm. yeah that's a good place to be how about I know I'm fed up when (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm fed up when my inner voice is screaming and shouting and trying not to come out I know that feeling as well when you're like, okay, I need a break. I need to take five. (laughs) How about, I know I've made an impact when? I know I've made an impact. This is going to sound kind of sadistic, but when, when someone is crying, Mm. like uh, after a session, when someone hears what I have to say and they, and they break down because it's that release that they've been seen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, for me, it's, it's similar, you know, tears are an indication of vulnerability and vulnerability takes so much courage, especially in front of a stranger, in front of another person. And so if anything I have done or said or shared can bring about tears, that's for me a moment where I'm saying to myself, okay, so yeah, 
that that mattered that really hit this there was a change that happened here so yeah I can wholeheartedly relate to that I don't, I don't go out intending for people to cry but <laughs> me too. if it happens it happens you know it's, it's all good the last one is spirituality is spirituality is our essence you know we are we are everything we are everything in the universe. We are everyone in the universe. We, oh God, when we connect, like when we realize that and truly connect and see each other as not only just our brothers and sisters, but like another reflection of ourselves, it just changes everything. There's just no need for the hate in the world and the abuse in the world and all the stuff. Yeah. 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 It's the, when we get to that place where we recognize that we're, you know, spiritual beings having a human experience and that the division that we perceive is really the lie. You know, the truth is that we really are truly connected. And so that's how these exchanges happen. That's how the healing happens. That's how the guidance happens. So yeah, that's a good one. So the last thing we're going to do, well, the second to the last, because I have like one little treat at the end, is um, I like to do a little mini, mini, mini microdose of meditation. And I call this meditation the time machine. So my invitation for you is to just find a comfortable position for your body. And if you'd like, you can close your eyes and take a deep breath in and a long breath out. And imagine yourself stepping into a time machine. And as you step into this time machine, it looks however you decide. And we're going to go all the way back in time. And when we stop and you step out of your time machine, the first person you see is your 16-year-old self. What do you say to her? Would you like me to answer that? Yes. <laughs> I high five her. Mm. Yeah. She deserves a high five. <laughs> so we're taking another deep breath in and a long breath out as we step back into this time machine. And this time we're going all the way forward. We don't know how far forward, but we're going to the end. What do you want to be remembered for? I would like to be remembered for helping others find their truth and embrace all their gifts, all their shadow, all their light all that they are. Mm. We're taking another deep breath in and out, bringing ourselves back into the present moment. And when you're ready, start to blink, open your eyes. The last gift I have for you, Michelle, is something I like to do on every episode of my podcast. I'm working with this Oracle deck that I've had for years now. It's called the Oracle of E, E as in everything. And it's a bit of a humorous, comical and kind of lighthearted deck. And it's exactly 52 cards. 
So I would like for you to select a number between one and 52. So easy, three. So easy, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the card has the message says solar powered is the message for card number three. And I'm gonna share with a little guidebook has to say. Here comes the sun, clear, beautiful light is shining on everything right now. All you need unfolds easily before you. Decisions are a snap as you pirouette into the ease of your own power, of your own unlimited connection to the universe. You can bask in this, knowing that the light shines on everything you need to know today. It's beautiful. Thank you. You're so welcome. This has been such a pleasure. Um, I want to leave some space for you to tell the listeners and the viewers how they can connect with you. If you have any interesting or exciting things coming up, feel free to take up as much space as you like. Sure. So I have um, my website is myreikihealer.com. Um, my book that came out in June is called Hold Space. Um, affirmations and meditations for healing and loving yourself. And you can get that at any of your bookstores, either by request or possibly on shelves. You can also get it on Amazon, either paperback or ebook. Um, but whenever possible, support your local bookstore. <laughs> and um, I'm on Instagram at my Reiki healer. I'm on Facebook and Twitter, um, Clubhouse, not really Snapchat, but <laughs> <laughs> but all of them are at my Reiki Healer, and you can find me at all those places um, for for you know just to chat or ask more questions about Reiki or to set up a session. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Well, I'm going to definitely be getting in touch with you again soon, and I encourage anyone who listens to this or watches it to share this with someone that you care about. Michelle, you have been such a delight to talk to and to connect with. I appreciate you so much for saying yes to this. Um, for those who don't know, I connected with Michelle on a platform called Podmatch. And so this is our first time really diving into a deep conversation together. And it's been such a privilege. And I just want to say thank you again for saying yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It has been a delight. You are a wonderful interview and you like you have so much light and love to just share in this space so thank you for that awesome i appreciate it have a good one michelle thank you you too okay bye <laughs> bye it's time to wrap this up and i just want to say very sincerely thank you you have your choice of thousands of different podcasts that you could be listening to each day and i appreciate you for choosing this to be one of them Right now, in this moment, I see the light, I see the love, the wisdom, the beauty, the prosperity, the creativity, and the pure joy that shines within each of you, and I bow humbly before your divinity. Namaste.